Welcome back to the Live a Great Story podcast, a weekly show focused on inspiring you to live your own great story. Each episode touches on universal themes ranging from crazy adventures to overcoming adversity, making a positive impact, changing your life's course, and more important lessons that will help inspire your journey. I'm Zach Horvath, founder of Live a Great Story, and since 2014, I've been on a mission of inspiring and connecting people through stories. What started with some spray-painted street art has now grown into a worldwide movement. We are all on our own journey. No matter where we came from, what language we speak, the color of our skin, or anything that seemingly makes us different, in the end, we are all just humans living our own story. And it's up to you to be the hero of your story, which inspires other people to do the same. This podcast is all about inspiring you and your journey. If you resonate with this episode, please share it with someone who needs some inspiration too. And if you want a reminder to keep living your own great story, head to liveagreatstory.com to buy some inspiring apparel or accessories and for more stories from people just like you. Enjoy the show. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Live a Great Story podcast. I'm stoked to have Kevin Issa on the show today. Uh, we have been hanging out and been friends for a while on the internet. We met up once in Bali uh, and so excited to just kind of hop on here and learn more about his photography and video career. He's been up to a lot of amazing things, travels the world with his girlfriend, Bree, and they do a lot of amazing content production and storytelling. He's got an awesome YouTube channel that I've looked at a lot of times when considering where to go for some trips. And so excited to have him on here and just hear a little bit more about his story and his experience with being a creative. And I'm sure we're going to jump into exactly what that means because creative uh, content, creative Instagram, YouTube, all of that stuff has been evolving so much over the last little bit. And you've been doing this for quite a while now. I actually stumbled onto one of your videos from like a super long time ago. Uh, I can't remember which one that was, but it was like like seven years ago. So your YouTube has been around for a while. Um, but go ahead and give me a quick rundown. What's uh, What's your story? Hey, um, so I'm Kevin. I grew up in just outside of Baltimore, Maryland. Um, you know, went to college for finance, dropped out 24 credits away from getting a finance degree, and kind of since then bought a camera because of Brie. And then, you know, what started as a hobby was like, okay, well, if I'm dropping out, I'm gonna pursue this like head first and go for it. And that was December was my last semester of 2016. So we're coming up on six years since dropping out. I think so. I think six years. Yeah. And it pretty much right after that, I started doing this full time um, and making a living from it. And every year has been pretty different. It's been, you know, working with branding CEOs as their right hand man um, to working with hotels, tourism boards, products, um, kind of outdoor companies, worked with a few tourism boards, a bunch of conferences. Um, lately, we've been working with a private jet manufacturer, which has been kind of a wild ride, and we can hop into that because that's pretty recent. Um, but it's all been different. And then I started YouTube about three and a half years ago, kind of as a way, which I never wanted to be in front of the camera, ever. 
but I kind of saw that as a way of like, okay, we, you know, are doing our thing. We're making a living. We're having fun. We're having these awesome experiences, but we're still working for other people. And that's awesome, but it's only awesome sometimes because sometimes you have amazing clients, sometimes you don't. Um, so we saw YouTube as an outlet to use our, you know, creative filmmaking and photography to make a career that we can just do whatever we want. And that's the strong appeal to YouTube, which it's been a long road on YouTube. And that is not where I make my full-time living. It's been good money for the size of the channel I have, but that's not where the money is right now. It's all commercial work. But yeah, right now I live in Denver. I've been here for about a year. I moved into an apartment last Christmas. Um, I guess going back a little bit, when COVID hit, we had a big transition from all international travel almost to all road trips. So I've been in Denver longer than a year, but technically I've only been in my own place for a year because we were just living at Bree's house when we weren't road tripping in COVID. But yeah, I mean, I, wherever you want to dive into, it's been a wild ride. I mean, we've done across the country like a dozen times or more um, up to Canada. You know, you know, we've done workshops. Me and Danny used to do workshops. Um, been to 50 countries, bought a van in South America. I live a very dirtbag lifestyle, eating ramen, not showering for four days with my girlfriend Bree in a van somewhere in the Southwest. And then, yeah, we will go and shoot $5,000 a night, $20,000 a night hotels to shooting jets, to shooting products for smartwatches and fitness watches. So kind of just dipping our toes all across the board. Um, it's really fun, but yeah, I wouldn't, I don't even know what to say what niche we're in because we kind of dabble in so many things. Uh, so wherever you want to dive in, let's go. <laughs> yeah, you got a, a super varied background in all of this. Like you said, you, you, you've you know started doing it. I'm sure that there was like in the beginning days, you're like just trying to figure out like how can I how can I make this worth it, right? Like how can I get paid for this? So um, like what were some of those early days like when you were trying to monetize this? Like, how are you picking up clients and what did that start like? So my, I guess I'll backtrack a little bit prior to that because it was one client in the beginning, um, but getting to that point. So I worked uh, at restaurants since the day I turned 14, I think. Um, and then I've always worked at a few restaurants, some like family restaurants. So, you know, two different places under the same ownership. Uh, and I worked full time in high school and in college. Um, in college, I was working three restaurants, two under the same roof. And then I was, you know, I had social chair position in my fraternity and kept good grades. That's not why I dropped out. I actually had really good grades. Um, but I was just working my ass off. And when I finished high school, I had a bunch of money. Um, so I'm kind of going back and forth here on timeline. But I had a bunch of money and I spent it on all these college break trips. Um, and that's how I met Bree. We met in Amsterdam on a Europe road trip. And then for college, you know, made a bunch of money back. And then when I decided I was going to drop out, you know, spent a lot too. I made it, spent it on travel. That was all I spent money on. Um, but yeah, I was like, okay, I'm dropping out. So I'm going to take six months and I'm going to work doubles every single day at between the three restaurants. Um, and I am going to just stack up like 15 or 20K and then just go for it. Um, and in that time, my first, I guess, jobs were real estate shoots um, for some of my buddies in real estate in Maryland. 
And that's like, you know, 30 photos of a townhouse for like 200 bucks. Super easy. It was great. So I was working doubles and they would give me the passcode for those houses. And I'd go to those houses at like 6 a.m. Because otherwise I couldn't go. Um, So that was a crazy six months. And then it started, I actually had that college break uh, company that Bree and I met on. They invited me to do a trip across the United Kingdom. Um, Not paid. They just paid for expenses. So that was, I guess the first like big break. Um, and then, sorry, let me turn that off. Um, I just stayed in Europe. So I was like, well, like, I, you know, I quit all my jobs. I, this is what I'm going for. So let's go for it. And I backpacked for like two months after that two week trip. And then in this time, I'm sending like a thousand DMs a day you know, reaching out to everyone. And this is also at a time where this was like, that was like not normal. You know, two years after that, everyone was like, oh, okay, just send a million DMs a day, you'll get work. And that's still kind of like some people try to do that. So this was like pre that. And it like... What year was that? Uh, that had to have been 2017. So five years ago. Um, and it was when Instagram was like getting huge and creators were getting huge, but no one really knew what was happening yet. Um and in one of those many thousands of DMs and emails I sent, one of them was to Tim Sykes, which I'm not sure if you know who that is. Um, so he's a penny stock trader. He runs a bunch of businesses, um, very wealthy guy, and he does a lot of charity work around the world um, and has a huge social media presence. And messaged him. He invited me to Italy. He said, can you do these dates? I said, no, I can't do those dates. Uh, he said, all right, do you want to go to Bali? And I was like, What? You know, in the beginning, it's like, what are you talking about? Of course I want to go to Bali, but like, are, is this like fake? Is this a scam? Uh, and it was real. And he didn't book my flights until like a week before. So I continue backpacking. And I'm like, I don't know what's going on. And my drone was broken because back then I didn't know that gimbal cap, how important that was. And I was in Montenegro and I was like, I asked him, I was like, can I give you money to buy a drone to bring to Bali? And he was like, no, man, take care of it. Get it, get yourself a drone. So I was like, all right, I don't know what to do. And I'm trying to budget. You know, I, I work to have a certain amount of money. So I was like, all right, I guess I'm flying to London. I know I can buy a drone in London. So I went and got a drone there. Um, and then that's where he got my flight from. And then we went to Bali. And at this point, I've maybe made like five to 10 videos in my life, all really, really horrible. And then you know, it was an amazing two weeks in Bali and I was with these massive creators, these massive influencers. Um, and he was, he didn't hire me for my work. He hired me for my work ethic. And then I think he realized I could be molded into a good filmmaker and photographer. Like my photos were all right at the time. They were a little heavy, heavily edited as we all go through that phase. Um, but that's kind of how it started. So I was his right hand for seven months and you know, I was working for him. So I wasn't a contractor, like he was my client. But we went all over the world. Um, I was hiring people for the trips. You know, we did 10 person influencer trips. Um, what were you shooting? Um, so his social media presence fuels his businesses. Um, so he teaches stock trading, and he teaches all these other things and has all these softwares with it and stuff. So you know, working from anywhere was kind of his thing in giving back to charities. And that um, kind of was like, you know, the more eyes on him. So we were hiring huge influencers. The more people that are tagging him, whatever, go to his profile and then like, all right, who's this guy? 
go to his link. Oh, he's a trader. Oh, I want to make money and live this dude's life. You know, like kind of getting people in the funnel. So that was a crazy ride. I worked for, uh, for him for seven months full time. And that's actually how I met Danny. Um, so I brought Danny out to the first trip. What was the first trip? I think it was Turks and Caicos, but we were in Vegas before. So the first trip was technically Vegas. I think the first one was Turks. Or maybe it was, I, to be honest, I don't know where it was. Because <laughs> once, once Danny came on, you know, we went to a bunch of places under Tim together in a very short period of time. So I don't really know which one was first. Uh, Vegas was the first domestic thing. That's awesome. I mean, how cool that you just sent this random DM to this guy and he like was like, come on, man, fly out. And like, yeah. and then that resulted in a seven month, basically like around the world experience of shooting content and running yeah. this. Yeah, that's wild. <laughs> crazy, crazy time and memories I won't forget like ever. You know, there was a point where he was like an honored guest at like Larry King's birthday party, like 80th birthday, or I could be totally wrong on that year. And they like put a video I made for Tim, like on this big screen in front of like hundreds of really important people. I was like, holy shit, this is crazy. Uh, and I met Gary V at a Pencils of Promise Gala, which I thought was pretty cool. Um, and I met Blau at an event who I ended up doing some work with after I left Tim. Um, so yeah, that was a crazy start to the career. So that's where everything started. That's wild. And so how did you, how did you transfer out of that? Like you were like, you're like, okay, cool. This, this season's over. And you just kind of were like, I'll keep trying to go down this route. Or were you picking up other jobs or like, was there interest and stuff happening? It was mostly wanting to do my own thing. So that's when Danny and I opened up uh, the workshop business. And that's when I think people were catching on to what Instagram was doing and like, oh, if we give these people money and product, it's going to give an ROI. So that's when we started, or that's when I started doing um, a bunch of, you know, product work, brand work, um, and things like that. And then Danny and I would do a few workshops and that was really good money. And then, and just like a lot of fun getting, because it was kind of like what I was already doing, like getting a huge group of people in a really cool place, in a really cool house, doing cool things. Um, so that's awesome. Um, I don't know how to mute these messages. I just got this computer. Um, all right. I think that was Bree just saying good luck. <laughs> um, well, what was Bree? Were you and Bree together during this whole time? And you're like bouncing around like on the road? So, not with Tim. So we met when we were both in college, both kind of in our own worlds. She was leaving a relationship and it was just long distance, you know, Maryland and Colorado. So the first few years were like, what are we doing? Are we having fun? Are we dating? And we were just figuring it out. Kind of a weird few years. And then it passed what we're currently talking about is when I think we were decided together, like, no, this is it. Let's fucking, let's do this. Um, but also with those jobs after Tim, minus the brand work and workshops, um, because of that experience I had with Tim, where I was like, some a CEO, a highly successful CEO's shadow, and I just documented everything, like the D Rock to Gary V, if you know who that is. Um, so I did that for a few other people, or I did contract work for other people, but that style. 
Um, so I worked with this guy who runs a huge Forex company, um, similar to Tim actually. And that's actually how he found me. And then with Blau, um, we did some, I shot a bunch of his concerts and I did part of his ultraviolet tour with him. And then I worked with this company called Prove It and I worked directly with their CEO, kind of same exact thing, but it was at their conferences. So, you know, I was his shadow and then I would do real time photos and videos to his story. So it was almost live coverage and people seeing it would be like, how is this up right now? Because it wasn't phone stuff. It was edited video in real time. Um, So that period probably lasted like two years of doing like a cumulative, all of those things and some hotel work and stuff like that. And then I worked with the guy who runs EarthPix, if you know that Instagram. Um, did a bunch of trips with him, which I did some branding of him because he was going down that route. And then we did some just travel jobs and things for hotels and things like that. So crazy, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so cool. Like, you know, so many people, you know, you were kind of at this kind of perfect timing of like Instagram before Instagram there wasn't such an opportunity for creators for people with a camera let's say right Mm -hmm. because even before that there wasn't really cameras (laughs) yeah just production companies yeah when did the DSLR come out or when did you know when did it become good when did you know iPhone start improving so that you could actually post stuff on your phone and see it on the run you know, like, so it was this kind of seemingly cool overlap where like Instagram took off. You're like, I'm going to jump into this. And then you just like hustled into some people's DMs and that kind of hit stride with your alignment of your, you know, interest and passion. And then also kind of an opportunity to kind of monetize it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was a, a wild start and it's interesting looking back because I'm very future focused. It's not often that I look back, but you know, talking about all this right now, it's like, it, <laughs> it's been a wild ride. Um, and the few times where Brie and I are just kind of talking and reflecting back, it's like, wow, <laughs> it's been, uh, it's been pretty crazy. Um, and yeah. And like, I guess if you want to dive into what you were mentioning earlier of like, what is a creator, what's an Instagrammer, what's a, photographer filmmaker i don't know how you want to structure that but definitely something we could talk about yeah i think you know you having essentially like grown up in this whole thing right like so and same here you know like live a great story came around really in the beginning of instagram so that's kind of one thing i say is live a great story was like 2014 ish 2000 is when it like technically started and so I would say that was still like super early in in Instagram. And so having lived through that phase of stuff and then seeing like the content creator and the influencer industry blossom out of that and then all the brand, you know, content marketing through creative things and product placement and branded posts. And then um, now with kind of the evolution in the video is is a kind of a, a very new thing. I would say that TikTok has really ushered that in to kind of a new era of social media where it's different. And, and, you know, you had said like, I'm not an influencer, right? Like very pointedly, which 
is interesting because it's like sometimes I'm like, yeah, I'm, I don't, I don't want to be, I don't, I even say that. I'm like, I don't want to be an influencer. And then like my friends are like, Zach, you are because like in your city, people like look up to you and, and they, you know, you, you say something is cool and then people come out to it or they want to. And so there's like a global influencer, like that title, which is weird. But then also like you, for example, I was like, where, where was I going? Oh, I think I was going to, um, Glacier, maybe it was Glacier National Park or something. And I was like, maybe Kevin has a video about this. And I, and I think I looked it up. It was, it was somewhere that I went. And, uh, and so in that aspect, you know, there is influence, but there's also being an influencer. And so I guess, how have you seen that kind of transition and, you know, also being around a lot of other people who are shooting and content creating and, you know, being creatives, um, you've, you've, you've been really like in the middle of that transition. And so how do you see that, like having evolved and I guess, where do you see the future of that? I feel like for a while when no one really knew how this whole evolution was happening, we all kind of got lumped together because there's so many terms. I think different ones offend different people. Like there's the digital creator, there's the content creator, there's the influencer, there's the TikToker. And I guess at some point I have been all of those and still maybe am all of those. But when I think of my title and how I make money, it's photographer and filmmaker. And with YouTube, yes, the videos, I guess maybe like if you, yeah, you watch the Glacier ones or whatever, like have influence and, but I don't view it that way, I guess. Um, I don't know. I guess I view it as a creative outlet to do less like less production value of the commercial jobs will do of more of like a fun memory video. Like, you know, hopefully YouTube explodes cause I'm not stopping anytime soon, but it hasn't. And it's been three and a half years. So it's a long road for sure. But you know, the worst case scenario of that is that Brie and I just have all these amazing memories to look back on. And that's a great reason to be doing it in itself. Um, but I mean, man, I don't know. Same thing, I guess, like maybe in the first few years, Instagram was a higher proportion of income. But right now, I guess jobs that are intended to be influencing, like if I was doing a paid post or something like that, probably is only making up like 10% of my income. And I'm not someone who's posting every aspect of my life. Like I want everyone to know every detail about me that not me, not trying to influence by how I am every day, um, what I'm posting is very catered. You know, like I have a personal Instagram where it's like more really just photos of me or me and Brie. And that's for, you know, friends and family. Other people can follow it, but it's like 900 followers. Um, In YouTube, it's like very specific things are going on there. You know, I'm not filming what I'm doing in my apartment or things like that, you know. Um, So it's very catered by my photography and filmmaking. Um, the evolution of it, I have no idea. I mean, it's happening fast. Like TikTok is taking, like if you have an audience and you can put together cool short video content that's not on a camera, it could be on an iPhone 8, but if you can make something quality and you have an audience, you don't need to be a filmmaker, <laughs> you know? And almost like as of the last year and a half or so, I've seen me and Bree straying away from that. Whereas, you know, I don't, couldn't tell you the last time I posted on TikTok. I think it was when I actually had a, a job on TikTok. Um, 
And it's really just focusing on commercial work or my YouTube, which I view as my creative outlet for my memories and my travels, and less of like, uh, I'm making this for people or I'm making this because I want it to be viral. It's not really either of those, you know? That's a cool distinction of I'm doing this because I want to versus I'm doing this because other people want me to, or this is what other people like, or this is what's working right now. That's like, there's, there's a line there where it's like, you know, like, no, I'm just going to do, and I think that's what art is. Like, I'm just going to do this because my soul calls me for this and it's uninfluenced by other people or what's happening on a macro level. It's like, no, like I'm passionate about this. And if it, if people like it, if they don't like it, it doesn't matter. I'm just going to post this because I like have to do that. And I think that's more of the artist, artist idea where you're just creating for the sake of creating. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Um, and I was probably all over the place right there and what I was saying, but it's kind of a jumbled mix of thoughts in my head in itself, you know? Um, but yeah, it's almost, it's funny. Cause like, as time goes on, I want to be less known publicly and I just want to have a more fulfilled career, but it's also a fine line because I am going to keep posting on YouTube, um, and things like that. So it's an interesting topic. Hmm. Yeah. How does, um, so you and Brie have done tons of traveling together. You, like, like you said, you road tripped all over, uh, you went down to South America and bought a van and I think drove it to the ground. Right. And then yeah. which I think you've driven a couple of vehicles into the ground and, and yeah. you know, have almost gotten stranded in some, in some places. Yeah. Um, I mean, how cool to be able to travel with a partner like that and to be similarly aligned, you know, her creative stuff is amazing and y'all's hikes and you, you know, you're always waking up at two in the morning or whatever to go yeah. climb this crazy mountain and like freezing cold weather, you know, like your stories yeah. are wild. Um, and I guess like, yeah, I would just love to hear more about like how, how that actually looks and, and how do y'all like plan stuff and uh, what, what the, what that side of life looks like. Um, cause I think a lot of people are, you know, they would strive or like, you know, really hope to be able to do, like have such a, a parallel alignment of partnership, like your relationship where like, you know, y'all are, y'all are seemingly like super passionate about the same thing. So you're able to just like live life really close together in all these unique experiences. Mm-hmm. I think it's, um, highs and lows, lots of highs and lows. Um, I don't know if it was Matthew McConaughey's book, something I read some point earlier this year where he was like, everyone's living out of five. He's like, I want the tens. And to get the tens, you got to take the ones. And he's like, to at the ones, you appreciate the tens. I, I think it was his book. Could be wrong. Could be someone else that I follow. Um, and it's a lot of that, you know, it's road tripping in a van in South America for three months being off the grid, you get Wi-Fi once a week and it's not even strong enough to send an email with a photo attachment or something like that to going to a super luxurious job where everything's paid for and it's a lifestyle that we'll likely never be able to afford with real money. Um, so it's a lot of highs and lows in that aspect and it's a lot of 
you know, people and relationships with different jobs, which is most people, you know, there's 40 hours a week, they are not with their spouse, right? And if they have, if they do overtime, 60 hours. If they have kids, it's probably even less because they're probably working around when one parent's watching the kid and when one isn't. And Bree and I, when we're gone for a month, every second of every day is together, um, which is tough. And it's also, uh, there's times where it blends of like, okay, business partners, romantic partners, is there, is that happening at the same time? Do we need to make time for each, like to be a couple and to be, you know, business partners? And that's something that I think we're still working out. Um, and I think it's just day by day, honestly. I mean, we do love doing the same things. So we're extremely aligned in that aspect. Um, and I think, I don't know if you can really search for that. We just, you know, I think we kind of grew into this together. You know, it wasn't like we met and we had so much in common. Uh, we actually had a lot not in common, but I think we grew into who we were today, like together. Um, but then as far as, you know, the daily operations of being a couple and running a business, that's like you figure out as you go, um, which is, yeah, I mean, it's amazing, but it's crazy. I mean, we've been to 25 countries together and the road trips and everything and the jobs we've done. And it's, uh, it's awesome too, because it's not like, you know, I'm going and doing this extravagant, you know, luxurious hotel job and coming home to her after, you know, teaching middle schoolers and being like, oh man, I just had this crazy trip and now I'm going to go to Hawaii next week or something like that. It's like, we're doing it together. So that is amazing. Uh, and couldn't really ask for anything better. So even when stuff gets stressful and shit hits the fan, looking back, it's like, wow, that was crazy that we just did that. Um, so it's amazing, but it's, you know, has it, its highs and lows like everything. And the lifestyle has all highs and lows. What a... What was like, like, I would love to hear just like a, like a specific random story from driving around, you know, the Patagonia in a van. Like what, like give me just like a crazy story that y'all two were just like out there so far out and like something happened. I have so many just ridiculous things. Like one video that always comes to mind and is always so funny and it's somewhere on my phone. I could find it if, if you want to put it in with this and it's just a shit show of 45 seconds where I think we were trying to cook pasta on the side of the highway. And this was before we started cooking in the car, which you probably shouldn't do. I'm talking like a propane, whatever. You know, we were in a minivan. We weren't in a sprinter van. And this was before we were like, okay, the wind in Patagonia is too much. So we tried to cook outside and we always did sauteed veggies and pasta. But the thing was, is the pasta slow cooked because the wind was so much the water never boiled because the flame is like this and it you know we try to cook it for like 40 minutes and it would just turn to mushy goo like pasta I don't know if it was the pasta they have down there but it was just disgusting and every time we tried to eat it it was just god awful and we were trying to do this and the wind was extra crazy uh Patagonia is famous for its winds and I think Brie was getting something in the trunk and I was at the side door something a something like that. And one thing flew in the wind and Bree's filming. And I think 
I tried to save it by catching something else or something like that. And then I think I started chasing the bull. And in the process, her sunglasses fell off her face. And she looked up because something else flew out. And in the process of looking at that, she stepped on her sunglasses and broke them. And then she turns back to me and I'm like 200 feet down the highway because the bull is just spinning and spinning and spinning. And I got it, but I went like a good quarter mile. And (laughs) just little shit like that. And it's like, those are the things that never make it to, this was before we were like doing YouTube with intention. Uh, And it's like those memories, those little things, like, have never made it onto social media or anything like that. But man, are they're just like the little phone videos we have are just ridiculous. Um, but it was crazy. I mean, it was just off grid for three months. We were working for um, a company doing product work. So we were on a retainer for the entirety of the trip, which was really awesome. Um, and that made it possible and justifiable pretty easy. But we were off the grid. Like we'd get a hotel once a week for that job so we could send them what we needed to send them. But that was like the wildest trip of our life, honestly. And just like so rugged, so out there. Not that many people go down there. Um, We bought, to give the context on the van, so we're obviously U.S. citizens. Um, We bought the van in Chile from a Peruvian with a Canadian license plate, a Canadian car. And then we crossed the border like 11 times, Chile and Argentina, on something called a Poder. And it's essentially an authorization that you can drive this vehicle, but you're not the owner. But for all intents and purposes, you you can do any, you can like do whatever you want with the car whenever you want for as much, like it's yours, but it's on paper still theirs and you just have authorization. And we got denied at one border crossing, which was a nightmare. And we had to drive like an extra nine hours. And the guy said, he's like, you can turn around and figure it out. Or he's like, if you, if you come any further, we're taking the car. And we're at, um, you know, border control and we don't speak Spanish really, which is our own fault. And there's all these like, you know, locals behind us. And this guy's on the computer typing and he's, he's a dickhead. And... <laughs> He typed up this paragraph on Google Translate and and it's all choppy like, this is illegal. You should not be driving this. If you cross this border, we're seizing the car, blah, 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 all this crazy shit. And then everyone in line is just looking at us sitting down like, wow, these two fucking Americans. Uh, And then we sold the van, moving back to the context of the van, to a Polish girl and all of these countries getting mixed and she didn't speak Spanish. So you just have to think every time you cross the border, you have to explain the situation. And then they see, and the plate was beautiful British Columbia. So then they also think Colombia is involved too. So you're talking like nine countries, like four citizenships and it's just a mess. And the story actually carried on that we sold it in January of 2020. The girl we sold it to, who's awesome, COVID happened and she had to abandon the vehicle and fly home to Poland, I to this day don't know where the van is, but I think it's somewhere in, in Argentina. <laughs> I like she had to abandon it. I don't know if she left it with a friend. I don't know if she had any friends down there. Uh, it's a great, great time. That's hilarious, dude. That, that is the exact story that I was <laughs> hoping for asking that question. Yeah. Um. So, are you are you still doing the workshops? 
Uh, so Danny is, he's doing them with Jonah. They started up during COVID and I wasn't comfortable hosting them in, during COVID because Bree and I had a group trip planned to Peru and we had to cancel it. Um, I think we had it planned before COVID, but it was uh, for that spring. And we had to cancel it and I lost a bunch of money. Bree lost a bunch of money. Um, and it was just circumstance. Like no one did anything wrong. It was just like, I lost it. She lost it. My mom was going to come. So she lost a bunch of credit card points. And then in, when Danny wanted to start them up, I was like, I just, I can't. I, I just tried to do this Peru trip. I was like, I can't try that right now. And then him and Jonah started it and then they've just been carrying on with it. So I don't do them anymore. Nice. But they just yeah, did one you. in Joshua Tree like two weeks ago, a week ago. You probably saw it, right? Yeah. 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 It looks sweet. Yeah. It's been cool keeping up with you and Danny, you know, like Danny and I met, I don't even like somehow through the internet and <laughs> like basically gave him $600 to go to Cuba <laughs> and like shoot a video, didn't turn into anything, just like cool yeah. video that he got to shoot down there. And, um, and then, you know, we've kept in touch through the years and then yeah. happened to come out to Bali while y'all were out in Bali that one time for, I guess, like a, a workshop of some sort for something. And um, actually, so have you been to, so I mean, the, one of the reasons I'm curious about this, uh, like relationship stuff is because my girlfriend and I are actually about to take off for around the world trip. So nice. we're going to go nice. for, for basically all the next year. Um, nice. We're gonna, yeah, we're flying to Thailand in December and then are going to do a couple months in Southeast Asia. Then we're going to some Africa, Middle East, Mediterranean stuff. So and then, soon. Yeah, we're like 40 yeah. days out. We're leaving. Wow. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. And so uh, basically, yeah, like a lot of couple travel stuff, close quarters, you know, all day, every day. We're staying in cities for a month. So instead of bouncing around a lot, we're going to land, get a long-term Airbnb and settle in the spots that we're going instead of hustling like crazy and moving every couple of days. So um, doing a lot of cool stuff, podcasting, you know, street interviews, a lot of live a great story, storytelling, and then just kind of running the business from the road. And um, Are you going to have someone step in or you're doing just full remote? Full remote. I have... So Live a Great Story runs basically out of my house, but I have a shed here that uh, all the products are shipped from. So I have a guy that comes in and ships orders. And so okay. he's going to continue nice. shipping orders. I'm going to slow down a little bit on the shipping product side and really focus on storytelling and just kind of, we're like, as we're talking about the art and, and doing art for art's sake, and doesn't matter what other people say, doesn't matter. I was like, I just want to tell some stories because... I think Live a Great Story needs better storytelling. And so that's one thing I'm really focused on for the next little bit is like, how can I just kind of amplify people's stories and use my platform to help people's stories get heard so they can reach the right people and those people can be inspired in their own journey. So that's what I'm about to jump off on and uh, awesome. super excited. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be a cool trip. The Airbnb way will be really nice too. It's not enough days in the year. We've tried and we've done it in a few spots, but it's it's very nice to just be in a spot and enjoy it, it you know, to the full degree. 
yeah, I've done the bouncing every couple of days and, you know, you're not sleeping well, you're always moving, you're always saying goodbye to people, you're constantly yeah. just tense because you're in a new environment and it's fun obviously like that element of travel and I've, I've done that and now I'm like okay let's like slow this down and yeah. you know what does it look like to be in you know Chiang Mai is where we're starting for a month it's like what does it look like to like basically live in Chiang Mai for a month yeah um and get to know it and find our spots and you know find the coffee shops or the whatever yeah. massage place and um but one of the things that I was considering is we're going to go to Bali for one of them, but I was kind of thinking about maybe going to Lombok. Have you been to spend some time in Lombok? Um, I spent some time in Gili T for like a week and we went to Lombok for a day. Um, so I've been, but I don't know it well. We just pretty much went to the main waterfall. I've heard amazing things. Um, honestly, I think you can't go wrong anywhere in Indonesia. Like it's, such an amazing country. Um, I feel like Danny has spent more time there. Um, I don't know about too long, but more than I have. Um, and it's sick. I mean, I haven't been to Bali, you know, since around when we were there and I imagine it's crazy touristy now. Um, I want personally want to go to Java. That's the Island that I want to go back to Bali and I want to go back to Lombok and, you know, Gili T and Nusa Penida and all those, but I want to go to Java really, really bad. Why is that? It has that, um, I forget the name of it, but those crazy jagged, rigid volcanoes. Um, I don't even know how to, I wish I knew the name of it. If you type in Java, like East Java on Google, you'll see what I'm talking about. And it just looks extremely rugged landscapes. It looks very cool. Looks like there's some massive waterfalls like under these volcanoes and stuff. And I imagine it doesn't have the traffic that Bali has. Nice. I'm definitely going to check that out. <laughs> I think Lombok is east and Java's west of Bali. I, th I think. I know Java is. I don't know about Lombok. I'm pretty sure it's east. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. We're a, a focus is to get more off of the beaten path. Yeah. So go into harder places that, you know, I think aren't as easily accessible so that, you know, we're, we can go to Europe so easily anytime, you know, yeah, that's, yeah. that's not hard. So where are those places that are a little bit more difficult and a little harder to get around and things like that. So like Bali's cool. And I'm sure like, yeah, like the last time I was there, I think we were there in 2018. I'm like, I can only imagine how wild it's, it's gotten. Insane. Yeah. yeah. Instagram. <laughs> For sure. Influencers, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, the, you know, the Airbnb will be extra nice because when you're talking about, like, how the tents, it can be spot to spot. So if I don't know if you saw, but Bree and I just uh, this summer were gone for, like, a month. And we went to London and Oxford for a job. And then we went to Turkey for personal travel. Um mainly YouTube and stock footage. And then we went to Vancouver for a job in Whistler, all without stopping at home. And it was so brutal. It was so brutal. The Oxford one was, we were shooting a supercar show. So we had like, I had four suits, we had all these dresses and all these nice shoes and stuff, which that stuff is heavy. It takes up a lot of space. And then we go to Turkey and we went all over Turkey. So we were 
on domestic flights, you know, we were hopping hotels, we were doing all this stuff. And it's like, you know, summer there, it's hot. And then we fly to Vancouver to shoot and partake in an endurance event. So we have like, you know, running packs and, you know, gym shorts and trail runners and compression socks. And it was just like, it was a nightmare taking all of that, all of those places. Um, I mean, it's nice that we were able to kind of tag them all together. Um, and Turkey was a nice bonus between the two jobs, but it's tough. It's very, very tough. Yeah, I definitely get that. And that is why for this trip, we're chasing the sun. So we're going to, we're going to basically, a big part of planning this trip was about how can we find, like, how can we be in the most awesome places at just the right time? Yeah. yeah, (laughs) So it's like spring and summer for a whole year. And so, uh, we, that's a big part of what we lined up is like essentially just like shorts and bathing suits for like yeah. 12 months straight. You avoid awesome. big jackets and, you know, big pants and all that stuff, the boots and, and things. Uh, was that endurance race, the 29029 or yep. very cool. How wild. that seemed like it was wild. Yeah, so the the film on it has been done for a few weeks now, but they have pushed back their launch. So they've pushed back when I'm posting it. And I don't have a posting date yet, but it's one of my favorite YouTube videos I've ever made. It is so fucking funny. And it goes through a lot of highs and lows of what we experienced and with travel and stuff because we give a lot of backstory. So we did the event. And for those that don't know, maybe listening. Uh, 29029 is an endurance event where you climb the vertical height of Mount Everest. Um, So essentially we had 36 hours and our course was 31.2 miles with 31,000 feet of elevation gain. 36 hours to do it. And Bree and I did it together, which was amazing. And thankfully there was no separations or anything like that. Um, And we filmed the entire thing. So typically, you know, I've got 70 pounds of camera gear, but I was like, nope, I'm taking my Sony a7 IV, I'm taking one lens, and I'll switch, it's eight laps, you know, you hike up 4,000 feet, four miles, take gondola down. So between each one, I would switch lenses, so I was like, okay, I can get a variety of shots, use some zoom lenses, use some prime lenses, and I've got a GoPro in the back for when it pours on us, which it did. And I really put the film together from the storytelling side, not because the filming was atrocious. You know, I'm hiking up this mountain, the camera's looking like this, but it came together really, really well. And I, it's like, as, a, as far as storytelling goes, it's like one of the, my favorite things I've ever made. And it's just fucking hilarious. Brie is so funny in it. She's, I, you know, I think, you know, I've done a few ultra races and um, just things like that. Bree's never done a race. She's never done an endurance event. She's never done more than 20 miles in a day. She's never done more than 5,500 feet of elevation gain in a day. So we're on lap two and she's in untouched territory and we've got like six more to go. And she is so funny through it. I mean, we were hiking through the night and stuff. Um, you'll, you'll really like it. It's, it's like 30 minutes, but it's, it's worth it. That's so cool. Yeah. <laughs> I definitely want to check it out, and I, I know, sure I'm post it soon. I know. Uh, so uh, I had a lady on the podcast yesterday, and she's a friend of mine through Live a Great Story, and her she's going to twenty nine oh twenty nine next year, and nice. it's like she's turning fifty, and it's like a big kind of milestone thing for her, and so 
I was like, <laughs> I knew that we were talking. I knew you had done it. And so I was like, you know, do you have any questions for him? He, she's like, no, I know it's going to suck. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it's going to be super hard and yeah. I'm just going to make it happen. And I was like, that's, that's hilarious. We had um, this girl, Deb, who did it uh, at our event. And we hiked a good amount with her on two separate laps. And she was 70. And I, th- I know she's the oldest female that's ever done it. I think there's a chance she was the oldest person to ever do it. And she finished in the last hour. So like, because I remember we saw her on lap. We were on our final lap. We were on lap eight. And I think she was on lap seven. And it was tight. It was like lap eight needed to be her fastest lap yet. So one of the coaches of 29 and 29 did it all with her because they all do it too. So it's nice that you can like hike with them and they can motivate you. And she did it. We didn't see her until the next day because she missed the ceremony. She missed dinner, all this stuff. And we were all like, oh, man, did Deb do it? Did Deb do it? And she she did it. So, like, I mean, it was just amazing. And you could tell she was in pain. But, like, it was awesome. Was, the community of it is is amazing. Yeah, I'm sure. Anybody that embarks on that has got to be top tier. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, that's awesome. Um. Well, this has been awesome, man. I, I appreciate you. And I think, you know, it's been really cool seeing, you know, like just kind of keeping in touch and seeing things from afar. I think one of the cool, uh, I was thinking back to some of the content that you've sent me along the way. And, uh, you know, that the, what the, you had a photo where you were wearing a Live a Great Story shirt and it like reflects off of like the camera screen or something. And there, and I was like, that, that was a cool one. And, um, and then, yeah, you send me some other cool stuff. So it's just cool to like be able to do this and kind yeah. of chat more and get to know a little bit more about your story. And, you know, I, I think the touch points of how we connect with people has been really an interesting part of live. And so, yeah, uh, just, you know, this has been great. I got to say to anyone listening, the live a great story, long sleeve sweatshirt is so cozy that you should get it. I love it. And Brie has stolen it on some nights to sleep in. I'm like, that that is one shirt you're not taking. <laughs> so got to give that a shout out. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. That's a, that's a good review. Yeah. I'm going to send you some other stuff. I have some really cool like um, like sweat wicking things that I made recently. Nice. And so like ma- mainly tank tops. I have these I asked for your address. Whenever you moved to Colorado, I was like, cool, yeah. you got a home address. And I was, that must have been like, you just said that was like a year ago. I'm like, wow, yeah. this, this been, I've been meeting to this for a while. Um, so It before- might be the same. It might not. I don't know. I may have given you Bree's parents' address because I'm renting this place. Um, and her, her parents are less than a mile away. So you may have her address. I'll double Probably. check with you. Yeah. Yeah. And that one's always good. <laughs> yeah. I send I'll stuff get, to I'll get you some stuff. Uh, what do you have coming up? Where are you headed anywhere? What's on the horizon? Um, so we are here right now. We just got back. Um, I was just in Greece with my mom. And we before that, I had a big job in Orlando um, with Brie. And right now we're just Colorado for Thanksgiving. And then we have a job in Dubai. So actually right after Thanksgiving, we're going to Dubai for like a week. And I happen to notice that all the connecting flights from Denver go through Zurich. So if we spend a week in Zurich, it only adds $100 to the flight. So I was like, well, it's not my ideal time to go because I would want to hike and do Via Fradas and it, you know, it's the dead of winter. 
but we're considering that we don't have our flights yet. So definitely Dubai, but potentially Zurich as well. And then after Christmas, we'll be back in Colorado for Christmas. And then we are, do you, do you follow Hayden? Hayden Lynch? Um, we, he's a very close friend of mine and Breeze and he's in, if you, if you've ever seen a third person in any of the YouTube videos you've watched, it's him. Um, but we're going, uh, with him, the three of us to the British Virgin Islands at, right after Christmas. And then we're going to Puerto Rico for two nights. And then at the moment we have a one-way ticket to Colombia, but we have a conference later that month. So I don't think that one-way ticket will last long. But yeah, a lot on the horizon. <laughs> Just stay moving. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Always on the go. That's that's awesome. Yeah, the lady that lives above me. I'm in like the basement unit of a single family home. She's like, "You're the best roommate. You're just never here." <laughs> so, I, I love having a place and a base. That is a huge game changer of the last year. But yeah, it's. I mean, we'll leave for a month, come back for a week, leave for a month again, here for a few days, like. Nonstop. That's so awesome. Uh, I guess one last question. What does living a great story mean to you? Not conforming to society and doing what you want. And when your day has come, looking back on your life, knowing that you have no regrets, I think, and knowing that you went for it. Got to go for it. Trying to live that every day, you know? Hell yeah. It's awesome. Well, Kevin, I appreciate it, man. This has been great. We were saying maybe this would take 30 minutes and we're coming up on an hour. So uh, I haven't even looked. <laughs> I know it's, it's, it's flown by. So this has been really fun. Yeah. And uh, look forward to keeping in touch on all the future adventures when we will cross paths in some exotic place down the road. Absolutely, man. Thank you. 